This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 87. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Welcome back to this podcast, where we take the written word at aindex.org. And bring it to voice. <clears throat> I would say life like I normally do, but I think bringing it to voice works better. I, I completely forgot, you know, that I had this podcast. I don't know what I was doing. So <clears throat> starting a bit later than I normally do on the first, and we'll get this done. Uh, February was an interesting month. Things were sort of different than what I normally do. My normal schedule is, um, you know, get the out of uh, out of print sales numbers up, get the solicitations up, and then at the end of the month, the last two weeks of the month, I do my two reviews. But because books had hit uh, right at the end of January, the beginning of February for me, I had, I wanted to get those reviews done first. So my month actually began with reviews and then ended with all the other things. So maybe that's what put me off, but I don't know. Anyway, it's it's a full month. I got to say. A bunch of solicitations, reviews, and of course, the Dunbeer Awards. So let's jump right into that. I guess it's not a surprise. Uh, We seem to have runaway hits with the Dunbeer Awards. And this year, the voting was completed. And we basically had one winner. And that was Walter Simonson's Fantastic Four Artist Edition. So best overall, that book won with 42% of the vote. Best design was Randall Dalk for Walter Simonson's Fantastic Forest Edition with 36% of the vote. Best Reproduction, Walter Simonson's Fantastic Forest Edition with 47% of the vote. Best Publisher, IDW with 84% of the vote. And Favorite Material, Walter Simonson's Fantastic Forest Edition with 48% of the vote. So it is a clean sweep for Walter Simonson's Fantastic Four Artist Edition and the team of Scott Dunbeer, Randall Dalk, and IDW. Now... Try as I may, I can't seem to widen my voting pool for these awards. Uh, Every year I say, oh, I've got to get these press releases out. Uh, This year I got press releases out. I emailed every comic-related website that I felt would cover this kind of material, and not a single person posted anything. So that wasn't very good. Scott Dunmere, of course, was a trooper and... Posted a few times to his social media feed, which is very popular. And I have to say that the voting got skewed in Walter Simonson's favor, not because he didn't deserve it, because that is a great book, but because he reached out to his fan base via Facebook and said, hey, my book's uh, nominated in this Dunbeer Awards because he follows Scott Dunbeer. He saw the announcements got put up, He, you know, and one thing led to another. Uh, I say that because based on the voting and what I saw, and also best reproduction, I have to say that Walter Simonson's Fantastic Four Artist Edition is the only book that had one page of very bad reproduction, right? There's, I think it's mentioned in my review, but there's a page that uh, Scott did say uh, was produced in the Artist Edition from a art from a source that was smaller than what it should have been. So that was a a mix-up in production. So here was a book that had the most glaring reproduction issue, and it won the vote. Um, 
it's great to see creators reach out to fans and get voting done. And I think I have to lean into that more next year. I will try again with getting publications, websites to let them aware of the W rewards, let them know that the voting is happening. But also I'm just going to directly link every creator and every production person on the books I can either through Twitter, Facebook, I guess it's X now. Uh, I'm on Blue Sky now, uh, Instagram. I'm just going to try and connect to these people and see what happens from there because I don't feel like I'm reaching a wide enough base. And I know people are hesitant to say, well, I don't want to vote. I only bought one book. Well, you know, I, I've got flipped through videos. I've got reviews. You can gather, I think, an educated opinion on material from that as well. But the important thing is, I think, to broaden the base or maybe it's always going to be niche. I don't know. This year also brought about the, uh, let me let me give you the blurb. This year marks the edition of the Dunbar Awards Hall of Fame inductees. These are creators and titles that have shaped the AE format and serve as a benchmark of what is possible. This isn't about the story or the artist. It's how the book progressed the AE format. And that is really important because I, right away, I, there was some talk about, well, how, how can I do these uh, Hall of Fames? You know, should I do voting? Should I open it up to a committee? And immediately people were discussing not about the book, not about the editor, not about the people, you know, who were able to gather this original art and present it in a package for fans. But it was immediately about the story. Oh, this story is the most important story. This should, you know, this should, this has got to be a Hall of Fame story. That's, I mean... That is a different place. This is not the AE format, right, in Hall of Fame. We're looking at the books. How did the books advance this format? How did the people advance this format? So I've got two two inductees this year. I'm not sure how my inductees are going to go. I think I've got some inductees definitely for the next four or five years where I'm going to do two a year. But let me give you the two inductees this year, and that is a book and a person. So the book I inducted was Dave Stevens' The Rocks Your Artist Edition. And I said, there were books printed, original art. There were books printing original art before 2010, but this title started the A format in North America. IDW didn't define an artist edition until their second volume in 2011. But here's that definition. An artist edition presents complete stories with each page scanned from the actual original art. While appearing to be in black and white, each page was scanned in color to mimic as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual original art. For instance, corrections and blue pencils. Each page is printed the same size as drawn and the paper selected is as close as possible to the original artboard. A collection of scans of original artboards showing the pages with all their production marks, warts and all, printed at the same size as those original artboards. Reproducing original art as closely as possible to the original. So for $100, we could hold thousands of dollars of art in our hands. This was the first volume to also pair the AE format's most prolific team of editor and designer, Scott Dunbeer and Randall Dalk, respectively. A team still going strong, winning all of this year's categories. And then my person who I inducted into the Dunbeer Awards Hall of Fame was Scott Dunbeer. That seems appropriate since the, the awards are named after him. And let me give you my what I read about that. I said, the man who brought the A format to the North American market, spinning a product from past experiences and a desire for something more. With unique background as a dealer in digital art and an editor, Dunbeer expected his proposal for the first artist edition to be rejected, but IDW went for the pitch and the rest is history. Delve into the many interviews Dunbeer has done for a thorough examination. This desire expressed in Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer 
Artist edition remains as strong today as it was in 2010. And here's is what it was written at the front of that book. It is our hope that Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer, Artist Edition will be the first in a series of books dedicated to showcasing outstanding artists in a format as special as their work deserves. So those are my two inductees. And again, this is com- the inductees in the Hall of Fame, like the awards, are completely up to me. So no voting. I, I picked them. And for the foreseeable future, I will be picking all the inductees. So like I said, expect two more next year. I think I'll do a book and a person for the foreseeable future. All right. And I, please check that check out this because I also linked to a few articles. I had a great article I wrote um, four years ago called The Artist Edition of 10 Years in the Beginning. And I think it, it's basically, it's a, it's not really an oral history, but it's, I've put together a history based on press releases and reviews and information as the books, as the first five A format books were published. All right. So have a look at that. So congratulations again to IDW, Scott Dunbeer, Ryan Randall Dalk for Walter Simonson's Fantastic Four Artist Edition that swept the awards this year. All right. Let's talk the poll for February 2024. I was a day late on this poll. I've been doing the polls up until now. Uh, David Jacoy, a friend of the site, had been providing polls for many, many months. It's, I guess it was a couple of years at this point. And then I had, a, I had a bunch of polls, info I was doing otherwise. And then the awards came up and then I realized, oh my goodness, I had spoken to David about it, but then forgot. And he had done a wonderful idea. So the the poll was a day late. It went up on the 17th instead of the 16th. So his idea was what special feature in an AE format book stands out? And I'll give you the blurb. Artist edition format books, like most comics these days, have special editions, variants, and exclusive covers. Do you ever consider paying more for a book if it's rare or special? What persuades you to fork over some extra money? The North American market has variant covers and signed and numbered editions, but the European market typically has numbered editions and signed prints. Which of these five has the most pull? So the five categories I listed were variant cover, artist signature, limited con exclusive cover, numbered edition, and signed print. The outstanding winner is artist signature. I think in the North American market, we're used to a signed edition, which has a basically a tipped in signature plate with the signature. Many times that also includes a, a numbered edition, uh, a number out of how many for the signed edition. Uh, that was also, that was my vote as well. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the signed print. That seems to come with a lot of European editions, and that's also normally numbered to the book. I am a fan of numbering books, but it's long been my held belief that every artist edition should be a numbered edition, and it, those that number should be included in the. So if you know if it's five thousand, like um, Tashin does with their famous first editions, then numbered out of five thousand. It's 2,000, numbered out of 2,000. If it's 200, numbered out of 200. Make it special, right? For the buyer. Make it special for the fan. Make it special for the collector. All right. That's the poll. Uh, I uh, That wrapped up yesterday, but it's still up for months to come. If you want to, if you ever want to go to an older poll and vote, you can definitely do that. Okay. Let's talk shipping changes this month. All right, we had a few additions and some changes. Let me talk changes first, and then we'll talk additions, right? So let me, uh, let's see, interesting. All right, so 
mm, changes were Chris Somney's Black Widow Artist Edition. That moved to May 28th. Well, that's the only change. Everything else is a new edition. Uh, I, for some reason, I have I, I have that I changed the date for the She number one 30th anniversary original art edition. I have that highlighted as April 3rd. I don't know if that changed or not. I'm not sure why I have that highlighted. It was at a miss from the previous month. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, if we're going to say that, we might as well launch into solicitations this month. So three different groups of solicitations. I have 2000 AD. I have Image. And I have IDW. So let's go 2000 AD. This is exciting. We have the Judge Dread by Brian Boland Masterpiece Edition. So that is, let me give you the blurb on that. Reprinting the immediately sold out Judge Dread by Brian Boland Apex Edition, this Masterpiece Edition is expanded and reformatted for a wider audience. I would have put two T's and reformatted, but they only put one. Interesting. Okay. Let me just, I'm going to skip the blurb here. Uh, Basically, this is an artisan edition, but done by 2000 AD instead of IDW. It's 9 by 12. It's a soft cover. I'm hoping it's French flaps. French flaps are what makes a soft cover. Uh, it's 160 pages. It's $39.99 US, $49.99 Canadian, I believe, when I last looked. And it includes extra pages. So it's got all the same pages as the Brian Bull and Apex Edition. Let's I have a link in the, let's, that was 144 pages. We have 16 extra pages. So let's, this extra pages we have are the Star-Lord annual cover, Prog 77, page one, Prog 86, page six, Prog 96, page two, Prog, 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 I don't know. You can look at this yourself. Cursed Earth, book one illustration, Judge Child Quest, issue two cover, Revolver Romance special cover, and then a couple more things from different progs that really don't mean anything. So we'll see. Anyways, Extra pages, exciting. Um, you know, reduced size, soft cover. That's okay. I like that they went with a, the Masterpiece Edition as a black border as opposed to the cream border from the Apex Editions. So it's, it's a good look. We're using the same cover image. Uh, nice looking uh, solicitation, gotta say, for sure. I expect that June 18th. So keep watching for that. All right, then we got an image solicitation. This was kind of exciting. Uh, this is, uh, I don't. This is how I'm interpreting the title. I, I really can't figure this out sometimes. Sometimes titles are so bizarre the way people put things. I got Spawn Greg Capullo Vault Edition because that's what's on the cover. Okay, let me give you a, get ready for a special treat as Todd McFarlane unveils the long-awaited Greg Capullo Vault Edition art board book. This incredible collection features Greg Capullo's original Spawn covers and pages in an oversized 12 by 17 inch hardcover book, but that's not all. Todd McFarlane has some surprises up his sleeve, including the opportunity to find a unique sketch by Capullo himself tucked away in randomly selected books. Don't miss out on this extraordinary Spawn Vault Edition. This has been solicited for November 12th, 2024. It's 12 by 17 inches, 208 pages. It's a hardcover, 175 US. So as you can see uh, from the cover, I got Spawn Greg Capullo Vault Edition, and they just got Greg Capullo Vault Edition. And then I'm also seeing Spawn Vault Edition Volume 3 on solicitation. So because we had Tom McFarland's Spawn Vault Edition 1 and 2, I don't know if this is continuing on with that. I mean, are they actually numbering them that way? It doesn't look like that on the cover. But again, this could be a prelim cover. So let's wait and see. Excuse me. Um, Interesting details here. 
I mean, the other Spawn Vault editions have had original art inserted. I, I found one or two examples of somebody posting the found art, but it was never me. All right, moving on to solicitation three, IDW. Best of DC War Artist Edition. New printing. A new printing of the classic Best of War, a Best of DC War Artist Edition. All right, this is going to be 180 pages, 12 by 17 inches, November 19th, 2024. Uh, $150. And it's going to have extra pages. Scott Dunbeer listed. Uh, new printing, slightly expanded version with a never before seed. Ugh. Excuse me. Complete 12 page story and layout form by Joe Kubert from Sergeant Rock 200. These gorgeous layouts are same size as final original art. So layouts, same size as original art. Interesting. So that accounts for 12 pages. Doesn't count for 20 pages. We'll see what else ends up there. Good stuff. That's uh, and a new cover. So I got the Bolin cover. So that, that was the final image in the Best of DC War Artist Edition. Um, it is by an artist that does not do any stories in this book. The stories in the book are by Heath, Kirby, Kubert, Severn, and Toth. No stories by Boland. So it's an interesting cover choice. It's very dynamic. It's very nice. But if you buy this book expecting art like the cover, you're going to be sorely disappointed because nobody's style in the book looks like Boland. All right. Looking forward to that. All right. Let's talk out of print sales. It's an interesting month. I got to say, um, let's skip right to record breakers, two record breakers this month. Michael Golden's Micronauts artist edition, normal, normal edition, $599 89 cents for one. That is stunning. The other record breaker, the signed edition of Michael Golden's Micronauts Art Edition, that high price, $499.99. So a regular edition of Michael Golden's Micronauts went for $100 more than the highest price for the signed version. That's an interesting choice someone's made. All right, let's get into sales numbers. Alex Toast Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition, one sale, $84.99. Unfortunately, with this book, because they released that new edition, but the cover looks the same. Basically, nobody's indicating on eBay whether it's a first or second edition. So uh, I'm still recording them as I find them. Alien Illustrated Story Original Art Edition, two copies, 137.50 average. One copy of Basil Wolverton's Weird Worlds, 165. One copy of Batman The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Guy Edition, 199.99. This is a bump up in price. We've seen them floating at 110, 120 from California. I think maybe those are drying up, and now we're back to, uh, you know, just where you can get them. Two copies of Conan Red Nails Original Art Archives, Volume 1, 194.50 average. Three copies of Dave Given's Watchmen Artifact Edition, averaging 130.63. Two copies of David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil One Again Arts Edition, averaging 274.95. One copy of Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, $200. Two copies of ElfQuest Gallery Edition, averaging 228 This is the highest price I've seen for this book. Two copies of Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez, averaging 184.05. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, 110. One copy of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man, 66. Wow, that's low. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, Artist Edition, 199.99. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition. That's the Toy Sub volume, averaging 387.50. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters, 249.99. 
five copies of Jim Lee DC Legends, averaging one thirty-seven seventy-nine. What's what's the big movement there? I mean, we've seen that this this is going to get a new printing, and now suddenly uh, this version's just selling like hotcakes. I don't know where that expression comes from. How do hotcakes sell faster than anything else? Is it because you buy a stack of hotcakes? Is it because you get a short stack or a, a large stack? Interesting. Three copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Apes Artist Edition, averaging 98.40. Underappreciated book. Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man, two copies, 267.50. Man, that book still commands. One copy, John Burns Fantastic Forest Edition, two for Nana 95. One copy of John Burns X Men Artifact Edition, 160. One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider Man Artist Edition, Volume 1, 194.97. One copy of Volume 2, 150. One copy of Judge Dread by Brian Bull in the Apex Edition, 322.97. It's actually coming down in price on the on the back market there. Mad Artist Edition, one copy, 162.50. That's quite a drop in price as well. One copy of Mark Schultz's Zenozoic Tales, $200. One copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition, first print, $145. That one copy of Michael Golden's Micronauts for $599.99. Oof. One copy of Michael Nolan's Hellboy in Hell and other stories, first print, $194.42. Second print, $279.99. Are people that in love with the different cover that much? There's nothing else different, people. That's some crazy extra money. One copy, P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, $124.99. One copy of Robocop vs. The Terminator God Edition, $200. One copy of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man, $124.99. Two copies of Sam Keys to the Max, averaging $315. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition, averaging $300. Two copies of Vault Edition 2, averaging $243.75. One copy of Star Wars Artifact Edition, $87.50. Three copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, averaging $24.35. I think we're hitting a new low on that book. One copy, Strength on for Age of Shield, first print, $129.99. One copy of the second print, $159.99. Again, I don't, I don't understand that. It's the same cover with a different color scheme. One copy, the Prisoner Original Art Edition, $125. One copy, Usagi Ujimbo, Samurai, and other stories, $300. That's high for that book. One copy of The Artist and Other Stories. $399.99, a little bit low for that book. Nice to see those coming to market, though. One copy of Hollywood's EC Stories Artist Edition, second print, $299.99. Three copies of Walter Simonson, Manhunter, and Other Stories, averaging $150. Two copies of Walter Simonson's Mighty Thor, averaging $124. One copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, $220. That's the out-of-print sales for this month. Wowzers. That is, that's quite a something. All right, man. Sorry, uh, might as well apologize for those yawns midway there. I don't know what was going on. Well, it's, it's, this is late for me. Is All right. I should have got to it earlier. That's all I can say. Two reviews this month. Before I do that, let me give you the spiel. And that is, how can you support the AE Index? Three ways. First way, click on the order online links. I want to give a shout out to my... New website sponsor, Walt's Comic Shop in Europe. So if you're doing any buying in Europe, you should might as well order from Walt's Comic Shop. It's got the best deals and the uh, excellent shipping, and they just do an overall good job in customer service. Uh, links are all over the site, so just click on that. It's also in the newsletter. It takes you right to the Artist Edition page on their site. 
if you're not there, then please order from my other links, things from the world, Amazon, wherever you'd like, that kind of thing. Uh, like I said, they're everywhere. They're on the, they're on the index page. They're on the reviews. They're on the solicitations. They're, those links are everywhere. Another way to support the site is to be a Patreon patron. That's a dollar, euro, whatever you'd like to add. Just put that up and uh, sponsor me once a month. We try and get some extras in there, but really it's just a way to keep the site going. And the third way to help me is was greatly appreciated. That's use the store. You're gonna you want to buy a book? You want to buy a book that's out of print? You want to buy a new book at a discounted price? I got lots of books up. Go on this. Go on the store page. Pick up some deals. Let's see. Let me just uh, zip over there right now. Uh, best of EC Artist Edition Volume One. I've got it up for three fifty. It's sealed. It's shrink wrapped. It's this is a hard book to get. That's a deal. I've got a David Mazzucchelli's Driver Born Again for two twenty five US. There's a it's a color break on the on the bottom back cover, and uh, I got the box, but that's not shrink wrapped. What else is outstanding here? Um, Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes. I got a Jim Lee's X Men. I got lots of books. Lots of Jack Kirby. Got a Frank Miller Journal Artifact Edition first print. Pop on the site, aindex.org slash store. That's it. There you go. That's the, that's, that's the hard sales push for me this month. All right, let's get into these two reviews. Two books shipped, end of January, and I got them. I reviewed them both um, in uh, February. First book, 2080 Art of Mick McMahon Apex Edition. Let me give you the blurb. The 2080 Art of Mick McMahon Apex Edition, they're still working that colon in there like nobody's business, is a gloriously oversized collection of some man's best pages from 2080. His legendary work on Slain is showcased with art from Warrior's Dawn, Hero's Blood, and the Incredible Sky Chariots. All also represented here are his robusters in ABC Warriors, Warriors eras. The climactic pages from Judge Dredd, The Return of Rico, The Entirety of Super Bean. And the complete opening episodes of the VCs, along with his VC character designs, which were used by Cam Kennedy and Gary Leach for artistic continuity. The concluding section of this book exhibits color pages from his Judge Dredd annual stories, including the complete The Fear That Made Milwaukee Famous, and select pages from throughout The Last American. This was released in North America January 24th, 2024. It was 144 pages. It's 14.3 inches by 18.7 inches. It's 135 USD. So again, I can't quite figure out what's going on with 2080 Apex Editions because the price changes every volume. Um, I thought this book was great. Really nice introduction by David Roach. We have a, a really interesting sort of history by a comics educator, Ben Saunders. And then uh, the book closes with a very short biography. And then we just got a lot of pages. And it's interesting to see Mick McMahon's art style really change, like, very, very much. This is not um, chronological in the sense uh, that we'd expect. Um, we start with slain pages, where the style is quite nice, but very, really stand out. And then we go to some robusters, where the style is much different. And then we look at ABC Warriors. We look at some Judge Dredd pages. Super Bean, we see this sort of his, you know. And by the time we get to um, Last American, this style has completely changed. Like, it's just, 
Wow, it's 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 dramatic. You know, I and again, Last American is my introduction to Mick McMahon, and I have to say, I did not appreciate his art style when that book was released by Epic. I really didn't. I bought it. I always had an eye for, you know, interesting, um, exceptional artwork. But uh, at a younger age, I was actually I was, I was going to uh, Silver Snail in Hamilton actually. And they carried a lot of European work. I picked up uh, a bunch of stuff like that by European artists, whether it was, a, again, like it was a North American book like this or it was something imported from the UK. And as I flipped through them and I put them on the shelf, it took me years later to read the stuff and appreciate it. And I'm glad I had them. But I wish I could have appreciated it more at the time. Um, pages really pop. These uh, Last American pages, the colors vibrant. But I can't say it actually it presents as um, original art because just the way they're painted, it doesn't uh, it doesn't show like original art like like a like an inked piece of artwork does. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Well, I gotta stop yawning. Sorry. Also, I uh, almost never do edits in this, so I apologize as you listen to me yawn. I really could go back and edit it, but I know I won't. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Uh, the book is really outstanding. It's interesting. The color pages, uh, right? The uh, that uh, story about the what is it? The bird that made what is it called? The bird that made Milwaukee famous. The fear that made Milwaukee famous. Um, again, it's painted, but then it's it's a different style. Painted over pencil and ink pages. It looks. It just presents more as art pages, you know, as opposed to the Last American, which are gorgeous. I mean, I, I do. I love having those. I'd actually love an entire book of this with Last American, but uh, it doesn't pop as much as the uh, as the other artwork. Uh, really nice book. I feel like we've really explored Mick McMahon at this point. We had the Judge Red book. Now we've got the 2080 art. So we'll have to see what the next book they solicited is the uh, Steve Dillon. So we'll see how that goes. It's always best to get something complete, right, in these? Uh, no question. All right. Last review of the month. Bill Ward, Defended Graphic Studio Edition. This was released on January 31st. It's 19 and a half by 15 and 0.1 inches. 180 pages, the hardcover, 175 US. Let me give you the blurb. Vintage glamour girl artist extraordinaire Bill Ward gets the full Fantagraphic Graphic Studio Edition treatment featuring Ward's most polished, fully realized pinups from the 1950s and 60s. Bill Ward's Glamour Girls were the staple of countless men's and humor magazines where they shared the pages with cult models like Betty Page, Tina Louise, and Julie Newmar, and cartoons by fellow Google artists such as Archie's Dan DiCarlo and Playboy's Jack Cole. Imagine, if you will, an innocent but stunning young woman boasting wildly exaggerated Barbie-like proportions, poured into a wisp of lingerie or clean cocktail dress, and adorned in diamond necklaces and opera-length gloves, all perched on top of a pair of dangerously high stiletto heels. And you've got the recipe for the quintessential Bill Ward Glamour Girl. What set Ward apart and above his talented contemporaries in terms of sheer image making was his use of the Conte crayon. When drawn on simple new stock, newsprint stock, this potent combination created Ward's trademark gossamer sheen on his women's thigh-high stockings. This Fantagraphic Studio Edition showcases the best of Ward's humoramic work and includes a healthy number of what became known as his telephone girls. Tamed by today's standards, Ward's telephone girls were always caught in candid moments when they just happened to be talking on the phone dressed in gossamer lingerie in innocently provocative poses. They really like to use that term gossamer, don't they? And 
Did they ever talk on the phone when they weren't in bed? Question mark. Haha. The majority of the images in this volume were drawn between 1955 and 65 when Ward was at the height of his skill. They have been scanned in super high resolution. High, in super high solution. Interesting. Didn't notice the typo before now. From original art and reproduced to highlight every sheen and accentuate every curve in the to its fullest. The book not only reproduces more than 150 of Ward's most beautiful rendered illustrations, but also serves as a time capsule to a more innocent moment in pop culture when these images were shocking. Fantagraphic studio edition all features an introduction by fashion style icon and burlesque superstar Dita Von Teese. Uh, I'm just going to the Fantagraphic Solution and see if they also had that spell. Do they have that? No, in super high solution. Yep, res- they, they kept off re from resolution so that's disappointing all right um uh let's maybe be up front as possible i didn't like this book i just felt like 180 pages of the same gag over and over again i i got it i got it in 10 pages i got it in 20 pages i got it in 50 pages um i guess this was just not the market for me i was you know uh, I love Fantagraphic Studio Editions. I think the work that they do is uh, exceptional. The paper quality is wonderful. The production values are normally quite high. But I didn't, uh, this book just didn't connect with me. Uh, yep, a lot of women uh, with the uh, yeah, torpedoes uh, firing forward. Let me just believe it that. Uh, unfortunately, there's a gag with every cartoon, and uh, none of the gags are printed below the cartoons. There's an index at the back where some of them say, you know, lost. Um, or they do have some gag. They have a lot of the gags. There's no question. But um, printing under the image would have been much better, I think. Every, the pages have space, I believe, for the gag because there's a page number at the bottom of every middle bottom of every page. And they move the page number over to the edge of the page. They could put the gag right on along the bottom there. Then we wouldn't have to flip back and forth. But I guess the point of these, this art is you're not buying the book to get the gag. You're apparently just buying the book to look at the women. So, again, I think that's just not my market. I understood that. And, uh, and then, but then I also had other problems, unfortunately. Um, my copy, three pages, were had I had glue issues with the book. So yes, it's a it's a sewn binding, but there is glue used, uh, you know, and unfortunately glue just sort of got throughout my book. So three pages were stuck together. I had to pry them apart, and then the back cover and the the cover is really nice. It's got this cloth material covering it, and then there's images of uh, there's images of women uh, silhouettes in the cloth. It's really well done, very smart. But unfortunately, um, my back cover, the cloth wasn't uh, put on right. Again, maybe glue issue. And it uh, it was coming off. So I actually ended up uh, returning my copy and getting a replacement. So thank you, Amazon, for replacing my copy. Uh, the design is by Kayla E. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Kayla E's work or why Kayla E does not use her last name. And her, um, but okay. Uh, the book's primarily put together, edited, and uh, done by Alex Chun. And then there was some production assistance by uh, Paul Bresch. Gary Groth is listed as the editor, but I think uh, Alex Chung really is the... Uh, the uh, yeah, He's listed as the editor. I, my apologies. Uh, publisher is Gary Groth. And associate publisher is Eric Reynolds. So I don't think they actually did anything to with this book. No, no. Fantagraphics editor. It does say Gary Groth. 
Well, all right, there you go. I don't have to backpedal too hard. And then production, Paul Brush. I love Paul Brush and the work here. Uh, the box is really well done. Uh, silhouette on the box, printed, very nice. Just, there's, uh, you know, like I say, high production values on this book. Uh, glossy paper, I think it fits with the images here. Uh, unfortunately, you know, my copy just had a glue issue, right? That happens, it comes off the production line and there's issues. So I'm thankful that I was able to get my copy replaced. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Conte crayon really does apply well in this book. It, it's, it's amazing what uh, Ward was able to accomplish on this just plain old newsprint. It really, really does present well. He's got the, and then the white, whatever white paint, whatever, however he's using it, he uses it uh, just exceptionally well. Um, it's interesting because I can't say uh, Ward, you know, uh, you know, like he's, like he said, he's drawing ridiculous dimensions for the women. Um, but I can't say they're actually attractive. He's got, he doesn't actually draw anybody that way. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I've just flipped through my review again and, uh, yeah, please go to the website, take a look at these reviews. Don't, don't just trust me babbling on. Uh, there's, there's review with many, I've got many images in the book and then on every review now I've got of any AE format book. Right, I've got I've got a flip through on YouTube. You can you can follow along. You can see the entire book on YouTube. This one actually I do in it's six minutes, and uh, you get to see the whole thing. Interesting, good stuff. Uh, so again, so please don't take my word for it. Check the review. See if this is the book for you. And that that go covers any review that I do. It's a, this is this is personal opinion, right? I try and present the book as objectively as possible. And then at the bottom review, it's really taken me a long time to be um, subjective, right? And post my thoughts on that kind of thing. So I, I, I feel a little more free uh, on the podcast. So yeah, that's it. So that's the month. I appreciate you listening to me ramble on and yawn. Apologies again. Everything we've talked about, go to aindex.org. Check out their articles. Please read through. Check those out-of-print sales numbers. Click on the links. Go through to eBay. Check those things out. I just had, I had uh, you know, the, I don't really mention it that often, but the old mailbag. Uh, stuff comes through all the time. Uh, somebody actually comment asked uh, on uh, YouTube because I, uh, I do leave the comments on on YouTube. It's the only place. And uh, somebody asked about something, and I see, you know, there's, eBay is many times the only way to get something at, in, at this point in the publishing history of e-format books, right? Like if you want that Conan Red Nails book, eBay, that's it. The publishers got out of business. Websites still there, but you can't order anything. This is That's what's left, right? So you got to stick with it. All right. Thank you. Listen, I, I just said thank you a minute ago, but I continue to ramble. Really wrapping up this month. Uh, check it out. Don't leave anything up to me. Be your own judge. Aindex.org. Thanks, and we'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go. God bless her. Wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me. Let her go, let her go. God bless her. Wherever she may be.